From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. And then there were two. Welcome back, everybody. Bigger Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn. Jonathan Swindle is on his way to uh, open up the shop today. So if you uh, need some stuff, head on over to uh, his shop over there. Get your archery supplies. Get everything you need to do. He's headed over there to open up the door. So it's just me and Bill and Aaron stuck in here. I don't know where Glenn is. I have no idea. I think uh, he said he was coming back from Illinois from his big trip up there. Said he'd be back by uh, hopefully Friday night or early Friday morning, or so, uh, meaning Saturday morning. So I don't think he's going to be making it anytime soon into the studio. I think that he's probably either night night, or uh, Bill George seems to think that he might be out trying to uh, score a little bit of venison on his way down here real quick. Swung well, into the lease for a little while. Maybe Courtney might have said, "Hey, I need to go." I'll meet you up there, meet you yeah. halfway, meet you at the camp. We'll go do it. Hey, I wouldn't put it past him. So uh, if he is out doing his little old thing, man, then good luck and go have fun. Uh, I will say this, that I have, if you are a member of the Facebook community, <coughs> excuse me, uh, I will suggest one thing, that if you are a deer hunter, if you are someone who spends the time out in the woods uh, having a good old time out there pursuing the venison of your choice, then I would suggest it would be a good thing for you to become a member of the Florida Blood Trailing Network. Now, we've talked to these gentlemen before on the show. When we were out at the uh, event, when we were out at the Deer and Turkey Expo, is when we first started talking out there to the guys out there, Ralph and all the crew that were there. Um, I will say this, that... I can tell you probably in the last week getting alerts from them because I follow the group itself, how many people have gone and used the services of these gentlemen who are volunteers, by the way, Yeah, who are volunteers. And what they do is if you hit a deer, you know, you got him or perhaps you uh, maybe not have. I had a guy, one of them on there that um, said, I Thought for sure I got a good shot on the deer with an archery, you know, during archery. And uh, when he got there, couldn't find the arrow, couldn't find any blood, couldn't find anything. But yet he put the call out and one of the guys from the uh, Florida Blood Trailing Network showed up with the dog. They found the deer. It took him a little while. And as we spoke to those guys last time, they will stay out there all day. And as, as much time as they got until if they're on a management area or anything like that. Uh, they'll come out the next morning and re, you know, start all over again. So it's not like they just give up and go, well, that's it. We're done. You know, they're kicking us out of here. They go, yeah, they're kicking us out of here, but I know you got to go back, Bill, and I'll come back out tomorrow and look for the deer. And if I find it, I'll give you a call and we'll work out how you're going to come get it after work yep. <laughs> kind of thing after that. Uh, they work hand in hand with the management areas and, <clears throat> and the FWC they usually call them, let them know that they're going to be in there with the dog. That's why they're there, to trail a, uh, an animal. And that way there's very little loss. I mean, that's a heartbreaking thing. I don't care if it's a, you know, a doe 
or if it's you know some big monster muy grande, you know, to lose a deer is you know it's well, it sucks. I mean, if you wanted to do everything you can to recover any sure. animal that you you've tried to take, um, you know, and there are times in which we have people who will have a hit on an animal that is not a fatal hit. Sometimes you just have a flesh wound, something cuts a shoulder or or something along that line. And it it, it really, you, you may find a little bit of blood and then the blood, you know, peters out. Well, you know, we've, we've harvested deer that have been hit by a arrow that didn't make it quite in the right place. Uh, during archery season, the deer gets harvested a gun season and it's, it's healed up, but, but has a little scar on it, you yeah. know? Oh, I've seen, you know, you've seen the, I mean, you've probably seen the pictures of like the elk that had the broadhead through its scapula and it, you know, wore a, a groove into the other bone through the ribs as it walked yeah. and it survived for years like that. And then you got the other one where the, the arrow went all the way through the rib cage, hit all like six ribs all the way down one side and the bone literally encased the arrow inside of the rib cage and the deer survived until the day they somebody else got a good shot on it but uh if you haven't become a member you need to become a member uh you go to flood uh, blood trailing network it's a closed group so you can ask to join the group and they'll you know the admin will let you in or not let you in depending on what they find on your facebook feed that way you don't get a bunch of aunties and things like that perusing around in there but the good thing about it is is that if you go to their uh, their group page and you actually look and it'll say right here dog and handler teams if you need a tracker please post your phone number city and county when asking for help dog handler teams in these counties they're available to help in the uh, listed below with their contact information now these are regular guys who work nine to five jobs you know out there doing it and they've got to help and it, just go to Alachua County let's just start with that one there because we start in the A's there, there are literally one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. There's twenty guys right there that are volunteering right there just to help you out in Lachua County. Uh, they got all. They got guys in Baker County, Bay County, uh, Bradford, Brevard. I mean, no matter where you go, uh, at Citrus County, there's guys everywhere. Clayton, Collier, Columbia. I mean, you name it, they're there. Uh, yeah, uh, and and I know that some of those woods. And the good thing is, is that they're local guys who live there. So you're not going to have some guy driving from Escambia County to go down to Citrus and try to help you look. We're talking about a guy who probably grew up in that area that you're hunting in and and all that kind of stuff, and they've been there a million times. So they know what they're going to be looking for, where that deer has a propensity to run off to if it's been wounded. So it's always a good thing, and I'm suggesting that that way it's. You go join it. I don't know if you're on Facebook on your uh, page or whatever it is, um, or if your kids are, <laughs> go join the Florida Blood Trailing Network and then look for your particular county, okay, and then highlight every one of those numbers that are on there, copy them, and put them into your phone somehow. I don't care if you put it in there as a PDF file or whatever it is. So that way you have 20 guys to choose from, and usually – the first guy you call, like if I was in Gilchrist County and I called Tyler, who's the first guy on there and go, hey, Tyler, I got a deer down out here. Can you help me find it? He'll go, 
I can't. I'm at work right now, but let me call uh, Ben because I know he's off today. So he'll see if he can run and meet you out in the woods and yada, yada, yada. And if you talk to Ben, he'll go, well, I, I can't be there till 4 o'clock, so let me get Hunter. And Hunter will and, run out there and help you. And and these guys, just like the dogs, they love – I mean, that's a form of hunting. You're it going is. out there to hunt that that hopefully fatally shot deer. You know, it's just – there's a lot, to, a lot of enjoyment that comes in that. I, I, I thought it was funny because on my own, I was like, you know, there's not much hunting going on in Pinellas County. I wonder if there's a guy in the Florida Blood Trailing Network that's actually in Pinellas County, and I'll be darned if there ain't. <laughs> Ryan's right there. He's only one guy, but I mean, really, seriously, there's not that much hunting in Pinellas County. So it darted across the road. I think I got a good hit on it. Yeah. <laughs> He's somewhere right up here off Morris Bridge or, you know, somewhere off, <laughs> ran off this way and then somewhere. Oh, here he is in your neighbor's yard. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Ryan uh, covers Pinellas County. I just, on my own, uh, I just thought that was pretty funny that there actually there, is a guy. There actually is some rural parts of Pinellas County. In the northern part. Yeah, yeah. sure. Around Hudson and places like that. And uh, I tell you, man, my boy Jason lives up there. Um, off McMullen Booth, up in a little pasture uh, place right across from the state park. And his yard, if you look at it, Google Map, and he was like, why do I always have deer in my yard? They're walking down the side of my house. They're deer walking down the side of my, between my fence and my neighbor's fence, and they go right through. I said, go Google Earth your neighborhood and look. The funnel literally to cross the road is right there where his house is on the other side of the woods. So when they pop out there, they're going, where do we go? Oh, just walk through here. Go by Jason's house. It's all good. He's got one big, giant, massive pine tree over in the north. That's what I was going to say. Plant a tree. He's got a a massive pine tree in the northeast corner of his property. And I was like, dude, you should really set up a right here. Put your tree stand right here as soon as they pop out from around the house. What up? Boom. Nail them, and hopefully they'll drop before they get to your neighbor's yard. (laughs) Anyway, we are the Big and Wild Outdoors. Go do yourself a favor. Join the Florida Blood Trailing Network. You can find them on Facebook. It's a group. I'm telling you, if you're out there and you're spending any time in the woods and you've ever lost a deer, it's a horrible feeling, and these guys are there to help, and they will help you till they find it. And that's the truth. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. And Brandon Ford, stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's the uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. I want to remind everybody, our good friends over at Liberty Outdoors, they know that uh, sometimes making that decision on buying a cooler can be a tough one, but they're trying to make it very, very easy because they're building a cooler that's reliable, keeps ice for days, built to last, and they don't cost that much. That's why Liberty Outdoors has built the Justice Series of durable, rotor-molded, hardcore coolers. does keep your ice longer, built tough, costs way less, Come in several different models with the 20 quart all the way up to the uh, 110 with wheels. And they come in just about any camo or color that you can think of. So if you want one of those premium coolers, but you don't want to spend all that premium money that you work so hard to save, then Liberty Outdoors is a cooler for you and uh, your friends and your family. Christmas is right around the corner. Go see all the Liberty Outdoor products today. Find out which one you like and which one you want and where to get it. Go check it out at libertyoutdoors.us. That's Liberty Outdoors. Not U.S. Plus, they have those really good kayaks out there too. Yeah, that Bill George refuses to go gator hunting in because he's he's scared. I'm not scared of nothing. Scared. 
I'm not scared, scared of nothing. You're scared. Go hey, I got there. I got a text. Get out there, kid. I was asked, do they charge for the blood trailing service? Uh, no, but most people actually uh, will give them a tip. Uh, you know, most of them, they don't ask for any money like kind of, but you know what? Seriously, they've, dude. You, you got to feed they, that dog. I'm tell, Not only that, but I mean, seriously, that is a huge favor that somebody's going to do. What would you do if it was your friend who was out there? I mean, you'd take him to dinner. It all depends on how money. many mosquitoes there were. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, they, uh, most of them, uh, when we spoke to the gentlemen's out there, uh, you know, most people will give them a tip and that's, that's a good thing. Uh, if, if they've gone out there and spent that many hours out there trying to find your deer for you, the best thing to do is to get her done. You know what I'm saying? Be yeah. generous. Be nice. Or you know what? You could offer him half the deer. I don't know. Uh, whatever deal it is you want to do, make it out there. Yeah, you, you want the back straps? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> give them them poison glands. <laughs> Getting them tenderloins out of the back. If you help me clean it while we're out here, <laughs> you can take those with you. I don't care. Uh, but, uh, yeah, well, so a tip would be nice. Yeah, it would be nice. Yeah. So they, they don't, they don't right. ask for money, but, but like you said, it's like, uh, it's like a, a hunting situation. So you're going to go out there and they do it for fun. Now, speaking of hunting, we know that uh muzzle loader is going to be going on. It's, uh, no. happening right now. No. So archery still going on up there and, uh, it's gun this weekend's gun for I know, me. I know, but you got to remember we're in the state of Florida, so it depends on where you're standing, <laughs> which kind which of side of the road you're on. Yeah. Which kind of weapon you can actually use in this neck of the woods as compared to across the street. Uh, you know, so that's why going to uh, my FWC is kind of important when you're making that decision, because, you know, your brother-in-law tells you, come on up here to here. And then uh, it's not quite ready well, to let you use. In addition to all that, and all those rules and regulations, FWC is still looking to bring, uh, it's in January, a set of draft rule changes that should include a uh, potential uh, number of restrictions on, on how many deer you can harvest in a year, as well as any of the other general rule changes they look at each year into the hunting rules and regulations. And something something I've been fighting for for, for quite a few years here. Um was all day turkey hunting and that's that's in the rule proposal but believe it or not well i know you'd believe it i'm running into issues in one particular area that's near and dear to me in getting all day turkey hunting that's in green swamp now when you say all day turkey hunting you mean from sun up to yeah. sundown yeah right now we have to stop hunting at one o'clock right and from a biological standpoint, there's no reason to to stop at one o'clock. It doesn't. It's not going to severely impact it. Um, and that's one of the things when I first started talking to FWC about it is okay. We're gonna we're gonna do some studies on that. So that then they had a number of years where they had data pre allowing all day turkey hunting. Then they turned around and allowed it on a few areas for a couple of years and got all that data to compare what the harvest rate was before and after and can we do this and what other stuff may it impact and it was no significant impact but um for me if i'm trying to get a kid out in the outdoors for spring gobbler which which is a really exciting thing to do is is hunt a, a gobbling turkey um 
in the mornings, they have school during the week. Yes. And then on the weekends, if they got any sports or church, you, you know, you go to church in the morning and, and by the time you get done out of church, you try and get out to the woods, turkey hunting's done. So to be able to do all day turkey hunting, um, is a is a good way to allow the kids to go out there and participate and but i'm running into issues in green swamp because swift mud does not want to allow all day turkey hunting in green swamp why what is why? there what you, is the reason what, what is it? the reasoning yeah because that they want to be able to do some control burns okay so on uh, the day they announced that they're going to do a control burn they close the place down and they don't uh, even have to close it there's a map when you go in and it has little fire emblems that they put where they're going to be burning that day they burn during deer season they burn during small game season they burn all all the year so why they think all of a sudden it's going to be turned into a raging and, and, wildfire and, and, and on to... top of that we're already allowed in there all day we sure. don't have to come out we just can't shoot the turkey after one o'clock but they don't want to allow it so i'm going to have to start i i i'm very active why would swift mud have any say in it whatsoever except for the fact that uh uh i don't understand the what lead their control land of manager they're the lead land manager, so they can dictate what is done by the and, and we do. We would hate allows. to offend the lead land manager when it comes to hunting. Right. So, uh, what are the other proposed changes that they're looking at? Because I get I got the survey, but I haven't taken it yet. Well, there's Did a number of changes. Yet? One one is the the tag and report type like system where we're going to potentially limit the number of deer that you could take. Um, in the state of Florida, right now it's it's a couple hundred deer um, a year. You know, it, it's you can shoot hundreds of deer legally in the state of Florida, and and yet we we don't have that many deer. But mm-hmm. you know, so they're talking about putting some type of limit. You know, possibly three bucks, two does on there is is one of the numbers that are, have been floating around that is is very um, considerable considered reasonable there's some people who want zero restrictions whatsoever i want to be able to shoot everything that i see <laughs> well and, and and you know uh, the thing that they sent to me this is what i i have here I, i'm looking at it right now it says uh, please select one of the categories below uh that you want to uh, put your input in on the draft rule changes that would be made. These are proposals that would be made for 2019, 2020. Um, what you would do is you select deer hunting and other statewide proposals, the Northwest region management area proposals, North central uh, regional management area proposals, Northeast, Southwest, South region provide general comments. I'm finished. So, I mean, I don't, I guess because I am a, uh, a license holder, and I have done surveys in the past. They know that I will do those, so I get them a lot. I, I know guys who have had hunting, hunting licenses for 40 years in the state and have never been asked to take the survey. And if they have, I guess maybe it got in their junk mail or whatever it is, and they just you know don't even do it. And I think that that's really sad because those are usually guys that stand back and go, well, what do you mean you can't it, shoot does here in, in anymore? Well, uh, and that's that's one of the big things that has been talked about recently is over there in Three Lakes on the other side of Lake Kissimmee. And they eliminated 
does in archery season. You can't even shoot a doe in archery season. Now, how many people do you think actually knew that before they showed up there? Uh, probably 80% of the people who walked in there went, what do you mean we can't shoot they, those? They didn't realize it until after it had already passed. And the the funny thing is, is if you just look at what the amount of doe permits, if that was private land and the landowner said, I'd like to enroll my property and get doe tags, mm-hmm. they would have been able to get 364 doe tags wow. based upon the amount of acreage. Okay. Wow. Now they've had no, no antlerless deer harvest in gun season. They had been allowing it in an archery season. And I looked up the stats on the last few years. We're talking about 32 to 35 deer antlerless deer taken out of three lakes and, in the last few years. And so we went from having 35, let's say high side, 35 Mm -hmm. to now we're going to ban it, but the property next door, or if that would have been private land, could have gotten doe tags at 300 and some. Yeah. But I mean, the adjacent land is still getting doe tags. And the thing is, is I don't know if they've actually, I I haven't delved into this uh, proposals, uh, too deeply, so I don't know if they've got. Did they get to does? Because the first antler, uh, the first question right here is, is uh, antler deer annual bag limit, and that would be uh, to establish an annual bag limit of three antler deer per hunter. Yeah, and I think that's pretty generous. I mean, seriously, generous considering the number of deer that you have in the state of Florida. Well, but also now, what people think is that's not for each and every season. Uh, that's that's a out year. there. That's a year. So that means that you'd have one deer in archery crossbow, one deer in muzzleloader, and one in general gun. Or, or if you three. want to wait till general gun and that's all you hunt, yeah. you could shoot three. You shoot all three in archery, and you're pretty much done for the rest of the year. So, you know, deer taken under the uh, the uh, the uh, depredation uh, permits by permit land enrolled in private land deer management programs, researchers would not count towards the bag limit. Correct. So, uh these are things that if you don't read and you don't know, then all of a sudden you're standing outside the gate going, oh, who thought this crap up? I can't believe it. Let's do that. It's so crazy. Well, you know, you should have uh, taken the time to read the thing. That's why I got started, because I listened to that year after year. No, no. All right, we got to take a break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by the great folks out there at Brandon Ford and G5 Feed and Outdoors. That look. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. I bet you her husband knows that look. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now I do, too. Yeah. When made the, uh, she's like, uh, we're coming back in like 20 seconds. And I was walking out the back door. Oh, I'll be back in like five minutes. Hold on a second. What? No, no, you're not. You better just get your booty. All right. Uh, hey, listen, before uh, the break, we were talking a little bit about the, uh, some of the proposals and the changes that they're going to uh, be looking at for the 2019-2020 hunting season, which, you know, believe it or not, is right around the corner. And uh, I already did the deer one. And I will say this, that I literally agreed with everything that they had proposed. 
Because when we got it in there, I tried to match what you wanted. Thank you, buddy. Uh, now I'm on the uh, spring season for turkeys. And uh, the first one here, if you agree or not agree, to extend the shooting hours during spring turkey season to a half hour before sunrise until sunset on all WMAs, unless prohibited by specific area regulations. Now, what like swift mud? So that would that would be the specific regulations. Yeah, that, and that's that. Like I said, in in the case of green swamp, swift mud's the lead land manager, even though FWC regulates the hunting. We wouldn't want to offend swift mud, which is of all the water management districts and the water management districts own a ton of land in this state. Uh, The Southwest Florida water management district, which is what we're in, in this part of the state. Yes. Is by far the least hunter friendly water management districts. Other districts are going out of their way to open up opportunities and open up areas to hunters to be able to go in there and utilize. And we're not looking for exclusivity. We have proven time and time again that hunters can coexist with equestrians, hikers, birders, campers, kayakers, campers, any of that stuff. You know, all of it. And you think about all these Swift Mud. I mean, a lot of people don't realize it. If you go to the Swift Mud website, and look at all the areas that they uh, incorporate around here, you will see that some of the best hog hunting, some of the best deer hunting, and some of the best dove hunting areas uh, are under their control. And they will not let anyone step foot on it. As a matter of fact, Glenn and I have firsthand experience with this. We had a place down uh, in Manatee County that uh, Glenn had hunted since he was a kid, had permission. It was 400 acres, beautiful spot. Lots of hogs, lots of deer, and you could do everything there. They had a field out front, so you could dove hunt certain times of the year. And uh, you, you could go into the woods. Deer were always there. When it was deer season, take one. Hogs all year round. And uh, Swift Mud ended up taking over the property. And uh, the gentleman, when he handed the property over, put in the stipulation that Glenn would still be able to use the property for, I think, I think it was for two years that he would still be able to allow, be allowed to hunt on it and use it for a while. And uh, let me tell you, almost to the day, to the minute, that when that two years was up, there was a new padlock on the gate. There was a new shiny new chain around it. Uh, I mean, the whole nine yards to the date where they were like, okay, you're done. They couldn't yeah. wait for that day. But now here's the funny part. We go back down there about a week later just to get some stuff out of there. We had some ladder stands and things like that out of there. Swift, because we couldn't be on the land because for some reason uh, human beings walking on the earth is somehow going to mess up the soil or whatever it is because it's in a watershed area, you understand? Yeah. And uh, for all those years, for 15 years or whatever that Glenn had been able to hunt on that piece of property or whatever, it had never changed except they mowed the front. That was it. The day we get there a week later, they had literally taken bulldozers and chainsaws and cut an easement all the way down the whole side of this thing and took out, I mean, 100, 100-year-old 100 oak trees that had been there for centuries. I mean, literally big, huge monster oak trees. Cut them all down, had stakes everywhere, all that stuff. Everywhere. They tore up that land more in, in a week than the Glen had ever done in 15 years. Yeah. And uh, But no, no, no. 
You can be there. And now you go drive by that piece of property today, and there's big, huge, giant houses butt up to it and everything else and all this big, uh, you know, very expensive land all the way around there. And that was all used to be part of it, too. So somehow or some way, uh, a developer got a hold of that Swift Mud property, but we couldn't walk on it. Yeah. And they do that all over the place. There's a great little piece of Swift Mud property that nobody knows about. It's right off the Skyway Bridge. It's on the north side. There's a park there. There's a huge, ginormous park there that nobody knows about. And you go there, and when you find it, there's a chain across it, and it says, literally, no dogs, no camping, no fire, no nothing. You can't do anything on it except walk. Yeah. You can park outside of it. You can't even go onto the property. You have to park outside of it and walk everywhere to go in there. No fishing, no camp, no nothing. You can just go walk on it. And that's it. And I'm like, why? Why couldn't you at least allow people to put kayaks in there to access the water? There's a creek right there that runs right out on the north side of Terracia. I mean, come on, man. It's right there. And and they don't want anybody around it except for their people. Their people get to go play on it. Well, I'm going to reach out, try and talk to Swift Mud. I know other people have tried in the past. I'm going to try my approach and see how that works and see like i said with green swamp that is like that's that's the crumbs that's not the greatest place and they already restrict hunting in so many places where we can't do it they ought to at least be able to give us green swamp they 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 not only restrict hunting but i mean any other activities yes there are certain areas oh, no, they're very equestrian friendly now an equestrian and i have no problem with people who ride horses but you go in there they they go in with the hay and everything else and when they're done they'll spread that hay and they'll spread the seeds all over the place and here we're trying to keep an area pristine and keep stuff out of it that doesn't belong in it and you got horses going around. If you go out west in places, you have to buy certified feed if you're in certain areas because they don't want any of those unnatural seeds to get out there and start growing in in those alpine prairie things. Sure. And, yeah, and they're trying to keep but, them uh, wild uh, with the native and plants. natural yeah. with the yeah. native the native plants. But and, there are certain areas I know that I've I've looked on their website. I mean, I have. I've looked for places where they would allow that and. Uh, you know, you got to pull a permit to to go camp on those areas. You got to pull a permit to uh, have a fire on those areas, and then it's like, wait a minute, we own that land. I no, mean, don't, don't we don't own, own that own land? It. Uh, it's well, theirs. Oh wait, is it theirs or is it the state's? It's theirs. It's theirs, or at least they and, think and, it's theirs. Until until they turn around and start changing the rules around, I I'm a firm believer. And FWC should manage hunting on all lands in title to the state. Sure and that includes the water management district. Why not? That would be a great thing. And let them manage the water, but let FWC manage hunting. And let's open up some of these smaller parcels. I don't care. You don't want vehicles on there? Fine. Put a parking spot out at the front, a walk through the gate, and let me walk in and hunt. Yeah. Or uh, or drag you my kayak to, or canoe. It's, it's real close to urban area. Archery only. Yeah. Or suppressed weapons. That's all right. Well. Yeah. 300 blackout. You're not going to shoot that far. Uh, let me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let me uh, ask you this. I- I'm still on the proposed changes uh, thing. Uh, they're talking about archer equipment on this one. I wish Jonathan was here for this, but um, one of the th- one of the things the questionnaire is uh, archer equipment rangefinders allow hunting for game or crows with bows equipped with sights for aiming devices with electronic computational capabilities rangefinders slash rangefinders during archery season. Would you support that? Do not support. No preference. I have absolutely no problem with it. I, you know what? If it makes a better shot, I don't. I That's don't know the why there'd be it, a problem with it. If if you're turning around and talking about a more ethical um, shot placement, doing to knowing what the true distance is, I I don't have a problem with it. Well, yeah, all right. Now the number question it's number two. It's not like we're limiting to long bows or recurve bows. We're already in the compound bow improved functionality mode number two archery equipment laser sights allow the take of game or crows with a bow equipped with a light projection laser feature during archery season would you be opposed to having a laser dot stuck on the deer and be able to shoot it and do it that way i don't care i don't either i mean uh i would I, you know what if it, again it's kind of like the rangefinder if it makes for a better shot but i think that's that's where the other side looks at it and goes, well, then you're guaranteed to kill. It's no. a guaranteed kill. And, and you're, no. you, there's no way you're going to miss if you have a laser beam on there and you and you make your shot. So what they're suggesting is, is that you ho- they're hoping that you have the opportunity to miss. And uh, instead of doing what you're there to do, and that's take it ethically like you pointed out. And uh, I think that's a misnomer that they think that just because there's a laser beam on there and there's a red dot on there that you're not going to miss, that's that's not true. Um, well, that's what happens in the movies. Uh, <laughs> they miss a lot. Actually, there's a lot of times that laser beam in the movies is pointing at something and all of a sudden a pot breaks. Yeah, it's all done. <laughs> all right, uh, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. Stay with us. Uh, don't forget, you can register for the Wicked Light that we're going to be giving away at the end of the month. If you want to register, all you got to do is call us at 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. And we'll put your name right in the hat. We're brought to you by G5 Feed and Outdoor and Brandon Ford. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brayden and Bill in the studio today. Everybody else is gone. They're gone like Donkey Kong. They're gone. Can't stand the heat. Get jo- out of the kitchen. Jonathan had to go <laughs> open up Arrowhead Archery, so he'll be over there. And uh, Glenn's uh, somewhere sleeping or hunting one of the two. We don't know. I know that he was up in Illinois for a couple of weeks, and uh, we haven't heard hide or hell from, except for a couple of little cryptic notes or talking things, whispering last week. Yeah, but before the break, we were talking about some of the proposal changes that you need to go and make yourself aware of. I don't know where you can go and uh, take this test because it was sent to me. It's not a test. Well, you know what I mean. I survey. Mean, the survey. There, uh, there's going to be, I haven't looked for it online, but there should be a, a link on the my FWC somewhere about rule changes and <clears throat> seeking input. But you really need to go take this because uh, don't be. It's kind of like uh, the election coming up on Tuesday. You know, if you don't what? vote, if you don't vote, then uh, then keep your trap shut. I don't want to hear anything from you because your voice has not been. Uh, you didn't voice your opinion uh, at the voting booth, then don't do it in my face. 
Uh, number three on this one questionnaire, which was the proposed changes for 2019 to 2020 on the methods of taking game. We kind of went through the archery thing. Now we're on muzzle loader, And what they're thinking about doing is changing the minimum requirement from 40 cal to 30, which I'm okay with because um, you can push a 30 caliber bullet pretty darn quick these days with uh, some of the powders that they have. And that would also allow, you know, bring the bringing back of the uh, – the old 32 caliber squirrel rifle that, you know, that they sell a million of out there. And uh, I think that it would be a good thing to bring it down to 30 cal. Well, they, they're making new, quote, muzzle loaders that use the smokeless powders. And, sure. I mean, you're still shoving the bullet down the barrel, uh, but they, they're they smoking it. Yeah. I mean, uh, and that way you're, you think about a good 32 caliber rifle with some decent ammo and to get a good load behind it with a scope on it. You're you're now you're going out to 300 yards. So, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. if that's what you want. That's what you want. Uh, going back over to the, now I'm on the migratory birds one, uh, youth waterfowl days, redistribute the two day hunt waterfowl hunt. So that one day occurs the Saturday before the regular season. And one day occurs on the second Saturday of the regular season. For a youth hunt, which I think, hey, anytime you can get the kids out there doing it more and it gives them two separate weekends to be able to do instead of doing two days in a row where maybe somebody can't go, you know what I mean? Kind of splits it up a little bit. I think that's a good idea. I think that uh, it's kind of like Doe Week. You know, if you couldn't do Doe Doe Week in the Central Zone, you could have gone down to the, you know, the the other zone and, and done it there. Just had to do a little more driving. Uh, a falconry dove season, I you know, I, I'd love to watch that. That would be awesome to go spend the day and see that actually happen. But it extends the falconry dove season by 17 days, which... How much of an impact is that going to have? I, I don't know, but I guess if you're a falconer, then uh, I'm no, sure... No, but what I'm saying, it. how many dove do you think a falconer is getting... Per day? Yeah. I don't know how many... I don't know. I'm just no saying, it, how many people do you think are using a falcon to get dove? I want to ask the question, so if it's dove season <clears throat> and you're not firing a firearm, could you use a falcon in Pinellas County to, uh, <laughs> because there's a cabillion of them in Pinellas County to be able to hunt with them on Fossil Park or somewhere around there, you know, sick of bricks i don't know how you do it but you know you know you got the doves flying over and they go up there and tag them can you can you train it just to lower its talons and go straight down a power line and get clip clip (laughs) clip clip get one on each nail (laughs) one on each claw (laughs) i got your ten. just knock them down and you're under there with a net just catching them as they're falling got your ten right here i'll go back and get your other ones here in a minute give me a minute those are a little heavy so that was, we did, basically that's all it took. I did deer hunting. I did spring uh, turkey season. I did methods of taking game and migratory game. Now you can return, uh, you can go back to the other categories and then you can go into specifics. So if you wanted to uh, let your voice be heard uh, when it comes to like the Northwest region of the proposals for their management areas or the area that you like to go hunt in, then um, you can go take one individually. If you don't care about what happens down below Naples, then, you know, you don't have to do that. You don't have to put your voice in, but if I were you, I would, um, I, they're looking for input on the Southwest regional, which would be us Northeast North central Northwest, which is 
Steinachie around the Panhandle, all that kind of area around there. So if you uh, hunt those general areas, then you need to let them know what you're thinking. Is that not right or what? It is. Oh, make sure. It, 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 and I say I got involved many years ago. I sat there and listened for, to people complain and complain and complain that that they didn't like the way things were. But yet all they ever did was complain. And so I started going and being an active stakeholder and, and trying to work on changing some of what, you know, people were moaning and groaning about. And you can't. that We don't always agree on everything, uh, you know. But I will say FWC does listen. They do work. They they do try where they can. Um, and there's a way for you to interact with them. Yeah. You know, I can't tell you I could do the exact same thing in Pennsylvania. Well, now, I'll give you – I clicked on the southwest portion of it because I know a lot of people around here and they listen to the show and all that stuff. But uh, like this one here for Chassawiska, restrict public access from one and a half hours before sunrise until one and a half hours after sunset, except for registered scuba divers and during periods open to hunting when public access will be allowed any time. So – uh, these are something where if you think you're going to run up there with the kids or the family, get there early, find a good parking spot, get the kayaks in. I'll say, nope, sorry, the park is closed. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like you can't. And can't right come now, in there. people can drive in and out of there sure. all day, all night, all day, all night. Uh, Avon Park, a lot of phones, uh, a lot of people we know go to Avon Park, do some turkey hunting, things like that. Uh, legal shooting hours for spring turkey will remain a half hour before sunrise until one p.m. Correct. If, if you like that, then uh, well, you, say Avon Park doesn't want to extend the shooting hours. Yeah, if you click on that, you know, you, you put in your two cents worth and uh, see what they come up with later on. But I mean, there's things for Babcock uh, Ranch. Uh, they're preserved here too. Babcock Management Area, Green Swamp West. Legal shooting hours for spring turkey will remain a half hour before sunrise until one p.m. That's because of Swift Mud does not want to allow people to hunt yeah so, but yet you can still be in there they're not restricting your access but there's restricting the fact that they don't want you to shoot a turkey isn't that funny so what do they i can, I can be in there i can be in there with a vehicle i i can be parking on the road but yet i can't shoot the turkey well that way you can go back take a nap and uh, you know have a sandwich relax a little i can bit. sleep in the woods and enjoy myself <laughs> So, uh, Green Swamp West, I, I clicked on it and I went to it. it. says, legal shooting hours for spring turkey will remain a half hour before sunrise until 1 p.m. Do I support that? Do I not support that? Or no. I have no preference? What? No. Don't support that. Why? Because you want it to go all day so that I could take a kid back out there. Yeah, okay. Or I can so, shoot that turkey in the afternoon if it's pouring down rain all morning and I want to hunt the afternoon. Let it be. So underneath there, there's always a big old white box there where you can put on there additional comments yeah. optional so yeah. that you uh, you can explain why you, if you support it or don't support it. And as Bill George pointed out, you can just put on there because I want to take my kid out there all day because Swift Mud doesn't want to let you go. Or you can write down there. I, I would uh, now tell them how much you love Swift Mud. Keep in Swift Mud. I don't kick him out of there. Get them out of there. Do what you got to do. Anyway, I think it's a good idea for you to go and check it out. Go do it. MyFWC, MyFWC.com. We'll see if you can uh, go in there and make some changes, make some differences like Bill well, George does. Next week, we'll be doing 
recourse on whatever happened at the election on Tuesday. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Could be a whole new day. If you haven't voted yet, then get out and do it on Tuesday. Aaron. All right, uh, that's what I'm going to do. Always wait till voting day. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. See you next Saturday, guys, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. See you next Saturday.